Hey, welcome back to Fan Fable. For our first episode, we're going to cover one-shots. And no, we're not talking about taking a shot of vodka in one go. A one-shot is basically a short story. It's more than 100 words long and doesn't have multiple chapters. But the thing with one-shots is they can be somewhere between 1,000 to 15,000 words. And I'm not joking. I've read a lot of one-shots that are about 7 to 10k words each. They're perfect for people who don't want to commit to a long story, but still want something quick to read. One-shots are one of my favorite stories to read and write. They're so easy and non-committal, and honestly, I find that a well-written one-shot can take you through a rollercoaster ride of emotions. There's a lot of different ways to start writing a one-shot but a common way is to actually request them from your favorite writer. This is usually the case on Tumblr. Disclaimer, a lot of what I'm going to talk about will be based on Tumblr because I find that it's one of the best places to read fanfiction, apart from your usual websites like fanfiction.net. Also, majority of my experience is based on Tumblr, so that's where this is coming from. Anyway, on Tumblr, it's quite common for writers to write tags relating to their one-shots or stories. Things like hashtag angst or hashtag bluff or hashtag the name of the character or fandom that the fanfiction is about. This particular story that I'm going to start with was requested from this writing page that took requests and it stars a Korean boy group idol named Kim Mingyu. He's a member of a boy band named Seventeen, and this story was requested to have a sad ending. Fleeting Romance is a fanfiction written by Admin Plum from the website Jimin's Cavs on Tumblr.com. The story features 1,006 characters and is tagged to be an angst story. The cold autumn wind tears past Mingyu's tall frame, causing him to tighten his grip on the umbrella. He tilts it up enough to see where he needs to. He smiles when he sees you through your apartment window, holding up a magazine and laughing heartily as you point to something on the page. But his lips soon fall into a tight line, face turning to stone as his attention shifts to the man that stands beside you, his arm resting intimately around your waist. He makes a silent remark to himself that he didn't suit you. You were too good for him. And he didn't belong to your side. He did. As the rain continues to pound the pavement, Mingyu vividly recalls the first time he'd met you. You were in a rush, your face stricken with panic as you yanked the cell and door open, demanding help. Your work event was to be held in a few hours' time, and you were in desperate need of a good hairstyle. But during your wait to be attended, you distracted yourself by reading a magazine, similar to what you are doing now. He recalls how entranced he was by your charming laugh and the way you gushed at him after finishing your hair. It felt like it was only yesterday, but truthfully, two years had already passed since he first laid eyes on you. Two years since his life began to revolve around you. You had become one of his most loyal customers, eventually becoming one of his friends, until somewhere along the way, you had become one of the most precious people in his life. He didn't know then, but sometime between the casual coffee catch-ups, the long chats during your hair appointments, and the occasional movie nights, he had fallen for you. Hard. 
His friends had warned him to be careful, to not let his emotions get the best of him, and that he shouldn't be so invested in his customers. But he brushes their negative comments aside. You weren't just a customer. You were you. The one that never left his mind and set his heart aflame. They couldn't possibly understand. The cars buzz past him. People are doing their best to stray from them, trying to avoid the splashes of water that came whenever a car would was near the sidewalk. But he doesn't care. He's sure the bottom of his pants is already soaked along with his shoes and socks, but he pays it no mind. He's too preoccupied trying to hold the pieces of his broken heart together. His hand clenches as he watches the man rest his chin on your shoulder, his fingers fiddling with your left hand. His jaw tenses as you lift your hand, the sparkling diamond on your finger mimicking the twinkle in your eyes that he loved to see. But they didn't shine for him. They never did. Once the man lifts you up in his arms, whisking you away from Mingy's vision, he leaves, having no more reason to be there. He pushes past the rush hour crowd, mindlessly wandering the gloomy city until his feet take him to the salon. It was eight in the evening, and judging by the lack of light coming through the windows, he knows the owner must have already closed up for the night. A dreadfully cold chill runs down his spine as he stares through the large window, eyes lingering on the middle seat. Your seat. It reminds him of all the conversations you've had. All of the laughter and all of the puzzling statements that would leave him clueless and wondering. His fingers tingle, remembering the feeling of your soft locks weaving through his slender fingers. His heart tightens at the thought of coming in the next day. He's never not wanted to go to work before. He loves his job. Why would he start becoming apprehensive about his career choice now? Because you were married now? He can act like he doesn't care, that he doesn't mind and that things weren't going to change and you two would still hang out with each other. He can pretend that your choice of groom didn't bug the crap out of him and that you two would still have something special, with him being your favorite hairdresser. But that's all he'll ever be. And he can't hide from that truth. Not anymore. Not when the whole aching in his chest is becoming unbearable. Not when the lump in his throat refuses to disappear and even breathing becomes hard labor. His heart hadn't stopped racing since he arrived in front of your apartment building. He just wants it all to stop. For this to have never happened. He wishes he turned down your request for him to be your stylist at her wedding. He wishes he never approached that fateful day you arrived at the salon. Hell, he wishes you had chosen to go to the salon down the street, and then he would never have met you. Perhaps then he wouldn't be feeling so miserable and lost, like his dreams and hopes have just been ripped right out of his soul. He forces himself to walk away from the salon. His steps were heavy, like a cinder block was tied around his ankles. His shoulders are heavy. But that's probably the stress from the past few weeks building up on him. Maybe he'll call in sick tomorrow. He can't even stand to think about going to the salon yet. Just the thought of returning to the place where it all started makes him glum. He never let anyone get in the way of his job, his passion. But you broke through him. And now he was paying for it. He would get out of this rut eventually. 
he'll figure out a way to live without you and carry on. For now, he'll let himself wallow. The agony of losing the person he lived for still fresh in his heart. What did you think about the story? The writers from this writing page on Tumblr are quite talented and I do enjoy reading a lot of their stories. They're actually inactive at the moment and have been for the past couple of years. Even though they don't write anymore, it's nice to be able to just reread their stories like revisiting the chapter of an old book. Our next one shot is from the same website and writer. It stars John Wonu of the same band as the previous idol, Seventeen. This one again is tagged as an angst story but with a fluffy ending. A fluff piece refers to a story that's lighthearted and often cringeworthy. It can also mean a writing piece with an unnecessary amount of details and information. The next story is called Interim, written by Admin Plum from Jimin's Calves and features 1434 words. When Wano was still a trainee, the company took their whole group to a salon, not too far from their dorm. They would become their official hairdressers, and that was the first time he saw her. He wondered why someone as young as her would be working. She must have been the same age as them, but the way she moved and the way she talked made her seem like she was much older. He didn't want to get close. He didn't have the time to waste as a trainee. But he found her interesting. The more he saw her, the further he'd fall. At first, it was just casual conversations as she styled his hair, with other members occasionally joining in as they listened to her talk about what school she was from and how she started working. Then their conversations became deeper. Him listening to her talk about wanting to travel the world and how styling was just a means of saving up as she massaged his scalp. Hands gently caressing his dark locks to wash away leftover shampoo. He loved it when she was charged with washing his hair. She was so much more gentle than her other co-workers, and she wasn't too chatty, but he wouldn't have minded if she was. Her voice was calming, something that always lulled him to sleep. Wake up! She'd always giggle when she nudges him to get up. We have to dry your hair. Eventually, it became more. They started seeing each other outside of work hours, Wonu always inviting her for coffee every time he had a moment to spare, with one or two members always tagging along, much to his disappointment. They didn't do much. All they did was talk or enjoy each other's company. Wonu always found her refreshing to be with. Spending time alone with her was a nice change from being around a horde of rowdy, pubescent boys. He found himself craving for her attention, for a relationship that was more than just friends. Every time her hands ran through his hair, he wished it was because his lips were on hers, his kiss making her swoon and her heart rates a hundred miles per hour. Every time they met up, he wished it was because they were going on a date and not because Mingyu insisted on being taught how to style hair. He was good for something though, Mingyu was the one who discovered that Wonu's feelings were reciprocated and managed to actually push the older boy to confessing. You're not a third wheel, she told the younger male as he clung to her arm 
whining about feeling left out of the conversation. Mingyu would make a great actor, Wono told himself, as he watched a tall boy effortlessly pull off the plan they concocted. And it's not a date, Wono continued, but it could be. He remembers seeing her stop in her tracks, looking at him with a surprised gaze as her mouth hung open. He remembers Mingyu squealing excitably, his large hands pushing her roughly before running away to catch up with an equally excited Jun. Yet most importantly, he remembers catching her in his arms, the contact setting his skin ablaze, only for her words to make him feel frozen. No, it can't, she whispered, faces inches apart. It felt like eternity before Wonu could muster any words to leave his mouth. He didn't understand. He knew she liked him as well. He even heard her tell Mingyu in person. Even now, as she stood rigid in his arms, he wasn't being pushed away. She was avoiding his gaze, but he could tell she felt the same. He could tell that she had wanted to say yes. He saw the glee in her eyes. She couldn't deny it. Not from him. Wono could only laugh bitterly as he recalled chasing after her, demanding for the truth. I like you too, Wonu. He beamed at her confession. But this... We can't happen. We won't. He approached her cautiously, using his hands to softly brush the tears forming in her eyes. He kept his arms to his side clutching his fist to fight the urge of wanting to hold her close. She looked distraught, like any sudden movements from him would set her off, so he held back, for her sake. Why not? His words were so sincere, so tender. She had never heard him speak in such a tone. He was on the edge of breaking. Why can't we be together? His jaws clenched, eyes remaining glued to the floor. I'm leaving to travel, his shoulders slump. I told you this before. I told you my dream was to leave Seoul and travel the world. He curses himself because he knows. He knows she wanted to leave. He knows that she'd been working as soon as she could to, to satisfy her wanderlust. It was all she talked about, and he curses himself because he knows all of those things. He knows all of those things she wanted to do in all of the places she's wanted to visit. He just always imagined himself going with her. And your dream is to be an idol. That's right. That was his dream. For people to chant his name as he stands on top of the stage. His feelings pouring out of his heart for people to listen to in the form of music. He loved it. Music. And becoming an idol was his dream. Still... He curses himself again because he'd always imagined her to be there with him. Smile as bright as the sun, waiting to blind him as she waits backstage, comb and hairspray in her hands as she prepares to fix his hair. You're amazing, he always pictured her saying as he swoops down and steals a quick kiss. He scoffs. That was all just a dream now. She watched him carefully, wishing her last memory of him wasn't so blue. She was hoping to remember him smiling, the sound of his addictive laughter ringing in her ears. She supposes it was a selfish thought. 
her expecting him to be happy when she just rejected him and announced her departure. She chuckles. Selfish isn't enough. When will you come back? I don't know. Her heart shattered at the sound of his shaky voice. My contract only goes for three years. I'll wait for you, he says. His voice was stern, eyes unwavering as he grasps her hand in his. They relish the tingling sensation coursing through their bodies as their eyes remain locked on each other. She wishes she didn't have to leave, but she had a dream, and so did he. She smiles, sensing his conviction. Once one who set his mind on something, he wouldn't give up. That, she knew for sure. She brings her hand to his neck as she pulls him down for a sudden kiss. Wunu's eyes widen as he feels her fingers running through his hair. He hastily wraps his arms around her waist as the feeling of surprise leaves him and lifts her up, spinning her around in circles. Their laugh echoes throughout the park, and Wunu can't help but feel bittersweet. She was leaving him, but he knew she would return. He was upset that things didn't work out the way he wanted them to, but... At least he had time. Time to improve himself as a performer and as a man worth dating. I'll come back for you, she whispers into his ears as he lets her go. She waves him goodbye as he watches her silhouette grow smaller and smaller until he no longer sees any trace of her. When Wonu became an idol, he promised to be the best. He promised to work twice as hard and become someone worth coming back to. He trained diligently and practiced until well past midnight. Him and his members working towards a common goal. They wanted to be legends. People worthy of making history. He wanted to be great. So that wherever you were, you would be able to watch him and see him reach his dreams. He yearns to hear her praise him to gush and coo over how much he's improved and how proud she was of him. He yearns to hear her again, to feel her play with his now blonde locks. Wonu would be lying if he said being apart from her didn't make him sullen. But he bites back any bad feelings and works it off, because he made a promise to be the best. So you won't ever have to leave me again. Do you see the difference between an angst one-shot and one with fluff in it? Typically, most fanfiction has either one of these tags. Moving forward, I'll be reading longer stories and possibly going into series. You're going to hear the words angst and fluff a whole lot more, so I wanted to prepare you with these two one-shots. If you're interested in reading these stories for yourself or checking out the other works from these writers, then hop onto my Tumblr, fanfable.tumblr.com or go to Twitter at fanfable7. I'll post a link of these stories in both websites, and feel free to share your love and your thoughts on the stories and how you think the podcast is going so far. I hope you're enjoying yourself, and I hope you're picking up some new techniques if you're a writer. And if you're a reader, and you've never read these kinds of stories before, then I hope I've opened you up to trying a new experience. That's it for today's first episode. I thank you so much for tuning in and checking out this podcast. Slowly, but surely, I hope we can create a safe space for everybody. 
especially those people who have reservations about being associated with fanfiction. Life's too short to be held back by fears. Wishing you happy moments, Camille.